0: Hi, I'm Valerie Moizel. I've long dreamed of sharing a space where I can interview successful women and hear them talk from their hearts about how they found their way. What I'm learning is it's not such a linear path. We all have what I call the four S's. The initial spark, the snag which trips you up, the shift that helps you find your way to the final S, success. No, not always in that order, And yes, sometimes the steps repeat. Together, we will learn from each other and be inspired. These are women who rule. This is She Dynasty. Welcome back to She Dynasty. Today, we will be interviewing Brittany Driscoll, the CEO and co-founder of Squeeze, Squeeze is single-handedly revolutionizing the massage business. You can kind of think of Squeeze as the dry bar of massages. And I say that because the initial idea came from the founders of dry bar. It's an entirely new experience and approach to massage. And we're going to go into a lot of detail about how this idea was born, how it was built and what makes it so unique and special. But first, I'd like to introduce you to Diana Lunzer. Diana started as one of my clients. She's the brand manager at Bosch Home Appliances, and she has soon become a personal friend. Um, I really, really appreciate Diana because she has been a huge fan of my podcast and supporting me in this venture ever since I have started. And she's done an incredible job of just continuing to encourage me to keep going. And it was actually her idea to reach out to Brittany. So I've invited her to be a part of today's podcast.
1: Hi, Diana. Hi, Valerie. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited you're here today. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor.
0: You know, you have been such an incredible support to me. As soon as I launched my podcast a year ago, I sent you a link to it. And there's been, like, my diehard fans, and you have been so supportive. You text me after you listen to them. You tell me what you like. You tell me what you don't like. And um, I have to tell you, I've, you know, continued to shape what I do because of your feedback, and I can't tell you how much that means to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you. I mean, I think I'm probably your target for this podcast. I'm a huge podcast listener, and I'm, you know, a young mom, so... I love listening to the people you have on the show, and I like truly enjoy it. So, thanks for taking my feedback and yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Another little um, tidbit is you actually recommended Brittany to me. We were um, out one day doing a project for Bosch. I think we were recording a radio spot, and you said I have an idea for you. You had read about Brittany or heard about her and her company, and you thought um, it was an interesting story. Tell me what felt interesting about it to you.
1: Yeah. um, You know, I love, I follow Dry Bar and that brand and she comes from there. And so I was familiar with her from that. And then um, I had seen that they opened this new concept of Squeeze in LA. And I thought it was so interesting. I personally get massages. I try and get them monthly for health and wellness reasons. And so being in Orange County, I was like, when is this coming down to South County? I need this in my life. And so I was so intrigued by the concept and the branding Um, that I just thought I kind of like started reading different articles and I, I just, I thought it was so interesting what they were doing with squeeze. So, um, knowing that she's located in LA, I thought it would be a perfect interview for your podcast.
0: I think she's perfect. She actually uh, got on the phone with me after you recommended her. We spoke for a while and I actually went and had a massage and we're going to talk about that experience. It was wonderful, but, um, she's going to be here in a few minutes. So again, thank you for being here and, uh, we'll talk to her in a minute. Sounds good. Can't wait. Awesome. Hi Brittany. Hello. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you? I am so, so good. First of all, I want to thank you. Um, you so you were so kind to invite me to have a massage at Squeeze. And yeah. so I got to experience it firsthand. And when I left, all I could think was, where has Squeeze been all my <laughs> life? I mean, wow, uh, what an incredible experience. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna go into a lot of detail about my experience, but before that. Um, I want to, you know, dive into how you got to where you are, um, really talk about, you know, how you built this and, um, you know, just hear about your journey so far. And I know it's kind of just begun, but what I love so much about Squeeze is when, um, I always tell my husband that, um, I'm born and raised in LA and I feel like if I didn't do what I did as a creative director, my job should be that I should, drive around the city and save people money by telling them that their concept sucks and it's not going to do well, or, oh my god, how can I invest, right? And as soon as I went to your store, your brick and mortar, I was just blown away by how great of a concept it was, how well it was executed, how flawless the experience was. And I am just so excited to see you grow and have so much, so much success. Thank you. Well, knowing that, that means a lot. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to jump right in. So I want to hear a little bit about your childhood. And I want to know, were there any clues when you were a kid that someday you might be an entrepreneur? And the reason I ask this is because so many of the women who I interview, who are, you know, really, um, you know, have leadership positions, a lot of them will either tell me they were, you know, very introverted as a child, and so it's very kind of shocking that now they are in leadership positions. But I want to hear about your experience.
2: That's funny. I'm. I would tell you that I'm totally opposite of that. I think my, my mom would say that I that I came out bossy. I'm the oldest. I've always had a very driven, ambitious, kind of, you know, feel like I can take on anything type of attitude. Um, I And it's funny, I think, you know, for women now, it's so neat to see the things that people are saying around, you know, we shouldn't call little girls bossy, we should call them leaders and, you know, future... Um, you know, all innovators. the bossy, all the
0: bossy little girls I knew as a child are all the ones leading companies now. Yeah, so.
2: absolutely. It's funny I have friends who have really strong either babies or little girls, and I'm always and you know they're saying how difficult they can be, and I'm like that's good. You know that's gonna that's gonna she's gonna turn into an awesome you know woman. So uh, so in any case, I I had a really great childhood. I grew up in a very loving home. My parents were very supportive of everything that I wanted to do. I think. Um, You know, like I said, I I really did always have the idea that I could do anything I put my mind to. My dad always used to joke with me that I have a, could have been a contender um, attitude. And I mean, part, an example of that would be I was a really um, good swimmer growing up and my high school didn't have a swim team. And so I kind of had to make the decision of whether I continued to pursue swimming and not go to the high school with all my friends or go to our local high school and take take on a new, you know, athletic challenge and so I decided to go to my local high school cuz I wanted to do life with my friends and so I started running and I joined the basketball team. I'd never picked up a basketball in my entire life. And, you know, my dad was like, Well, do you think you're gonna practice before, you know, you try out? And I was like, No, Dad, I got this. You know, they'll tell me what to do and I'll just do it. I'll figure it out. And so I think that's kind of always been my attitude is I'll figure it out.
0: Right. I see kind of a little bit of a theme just kind of reading a you know your pre interview question. It seems like when you're kind of really good at something, you're absolutely always okay with trying something new and jumping into a new challenge. So it seems like that started in your childhood.
2: Yeah, I think while trying something new can be scary, I also think pushing yourself and growing in that way ultimately leads to the most fulfillment. And I think I've really realized that in my own life. And also I'm a big fan of watching other people and learning from their experiences and kind of figuring out what you know other how other people are inspired and really what has fueled them and I think if you look at it it really is growth and you know constantly learning and trying new things and not staying stagnant so yeah that's definitely been a constant theme for sure
0: So um, I understand you went to college and you studied communications, um, and then you, right out of college, started um, with a career in advertising. So tell us, where did you go to college?
2: I went to Loyola Marymount University. And
0: your major?
2: I was a communication studies major.
0: So you knew you wanted to go into advertising?
2: I actually didn't. I always feel like communications is like the major that you choose when you don't know exactly what you want to do, but you don't want to do a ton of math classes, so... (laughs) Um, So I knew that I just didn't want to sit in accounting uh, all day long. But I, I actually took an internship class my junior year. Uh, and LMU has such a great internship program. They're connected with so many amazing businesses in LA, and I I ended up getting an internship at a local experiential marketing company. Oh, nice! And again, I didn't really I didn't really know. I kind of thought I would go into journalism. I've always loved writing, and mm-hmm. so part of me thought, oh, maybe I, I don't. I didn't really know. But when I set foot into the advertising world, as you're well aware of, it was just kind of intoxicating and so much. fun. Fun. I mean, I think that another theme in my life is always following where the fun is. My mom would tell you that I was never like in the kitchen helping her. I was mm-hmm. always outside playing because that's where the fun was happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I just, you know, I, I saw not only how inspiring the people were in the advertising space, but also how neat the opportunity and the work we were doing was just how it resulted in, you know, great connections with a brand and a consumer mm-hmm. and how powerful it could be mm-hmm. and the storytelling and all of it. I mean, yeah. I just I just fell in love with it. So I was kind of like, okay. And and again, I I was willing to take on a lot of things that I didn't know how to do and I kind of figured it out and I realized that you know, I I could and so I just kept going. Right? And
0: advertising is really that perfect blend between being creative and Um, using the business part of your brain. And I just don't understand why everybody in the world doesn't work in advertising. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It's the best job in the world. It
2: is. It's so much fun. Diana, do you agree?
1: I agree. It's Mm -hmm. the best. It is. (laughs) So
0: um, yeah. So tell us, um, you had your first job. Mm -hmm. And so that obviously kind of cemented your idea that you wanted to be in marketing or advertising. You love the culture. You love the creativity. Yeah. Business side of it probably excited you as well. So your
2: first agency
0: job out of college was where?
2: I worked for... Okay, so well, that internship was in experiential marketing, which was a lot of fun. But at the time, it was in like 2006, 2007, I really realized that the world in general was shifting toward digital and so I wanted to figure I wanted to learn more in that space so my first job out of college was actually at Cheetah Mail which is an email service provider oh. I worked for them for less than a year because I mean it's so funny at the time I was like I don't want to be doing HTML my whole life like get me out of this but now of course I'm like oh, I, re- I really wish I you know knew how to code but that was actually a great period because um, it taught me so much of you know, data segmentation and analytics and strategy and all of the things that really are the foundation of um, direct marketing. Right. And so I got at least a, a little bit of a foundation there. And then I moved to RAP, which is an Omnicom agency. Uh-huh. I worked for them for about four years. Um, at the time, they were a direct marketing agency. And so I started in direct mail and email marketing, but they eventually shifted more to, you know, a data-driven consumer experience company. And uh-huh. so Really got the opportunity to take on more responsibility, creating global campaigns with um, Mattel was a big client of mine. Um, It was actually one of those funny things where we worked across the street from them. And again, the fun theme, I was like, I was working on Toyota and um, AAA in the beginning. And again, while great experience, I was like, wah, wah, this <laughs> is right. like not very fun. So, and Mattel was across the street, and I was like, oh, it'd be so fun to work with like Barbie and Hot right. Wheels. And so I, think, I kind I of. I think you're the third
0: person on my podcast that had something to do with Barbie in their past. It's
2: well, Mattel makes the world very small. Yes, I feel like it's it like not even six degrees, it's right. like three degrees or something. Um, but I, so in any case, so I, I researched. I was like, what could we do with them? And they were looking for a, glo- a global promotions. Uh, agency to help them kind of launch a campaign with Barbie. We didn't even do that, but there were other agencies within the Omnicom network that did. And so I kind of just convinced the leadership team that I thought that this would be a great opportunity for us to continue to, you know, expand our agency's capabilities. And, you know, long story short, it worked out. And so what ended up happening was I worked with Mattel for several years, Barbie first and then Hot Wheels. And then from there, I met the Mistress guys. Right. They're an a or I guess now they're called the many, but right. um, they were. Mistress at the time, and they were just the super hot creative shop in Venice. um, And they had also been working with Hot Wheels. And so I got the chance to continue working with the same brand, but at a different agency. And, you know, they really were an elevated partner for Mattel because they really just helped to set. The brand strategy and mm-hmm. more of you know the above the line advertising aspect right. inside of the business. So, yeah. So I say yeah. that I kind of got like the full 360 degree marketing wheel experience on the agency side. It sounds side. like
0: all of the jobs that you had um, were the perfect foundation for what you're doing today. Exactly. And, and I think that's a really important thing for everyone listening to hear is some of those jobs that you kind of start mm-hmm. out in aren't always you know the dream job to start. Yeah. But you know those little details that you learn um give you an appreciation when one day you're a boss and you know that that has to be done and how you know email marketing is huge yep. you know and doing that well and you probably have an appreciation for it now that you've kind of seen other sides of it
2: yeah absolutely and i think to your point it's it's difficult for us to have the perspective that nothing is forever, because I think we're constantly, you know, seeing everyone's highlight reel and whatnot. But but it's true, nothing is forever. So it's like take advantage of where you are now, gather as much learning as you can, get it under your belt, and know that you know it's going to be a yeah. ca- you know catapult for you. Yeah, my afford. agency
0: started as a direct um, a direct response agency twenty two years ago. Yep. And you know, it's kind of like at the caliber we are now, it's a little bit embarrassing. But I'll tell you. That experience shaped who okay. I am today. It makes me understand the importance for my clients, um, you know, to be able to convert a sale, yep. um, you know, to make sure that we like hit goals, um, you know. So those kinds of lessons, even though sometimes they're not where you want to be, they stay with you. They stay in your core and your foundations. So yeah, super absolutely. important. Okay, so early on in your career, you hit um, a, a snag. Um, you were diagnosed with uh, melanoma. Mm.
2: Tell us about that time. Yes. I was so excited to kind of take this next step. And when I was 25 years old, I was diagnosed with melanoma. And I was living with my girlfriend at the time who I'd been, we'd been living together our entire college career. And uh, this was just after we had graduated. We were in kind of like, you know, the beginning of our careers. And I think it was well what was crazy about it was I was literally blow drying my hair upside down and I had a mirror in my bathroom so I saw this like weird thing on my leg on the back of my leg oh, wow. And um, I was like, "Huh, oh, that kind of looks funny." And you know, I said, "Meg, Meg, does this look funny to you?" And she was like, "Yeah, that looks kind of weird." But we didn't even really know—we didn't even really know what melanoma was, you know. And so I was like, "Yeah, whatever," type of thing. And then I ended up reading an article in Cosmopolitan of all things. It was May, which is Melanoma Awareness Month. And I read this article about this girl who had died at 25 years old because she didn't know that she had melanoma. And um, and then, of course, it became too late. So anyways, I kind of self-diagnosed myself but went to the doctor immediately, and it turned out that I had melanoma. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that – um, it definitely stops you in your tracks. And, I can imagine,
0: especially at 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, is it the kind of thing that you would lay in the sun all the time? Is it just something hereditary or you don't really know? It's
2: a little bit hereditary, although um, not enough that it was on my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But I have been – I'm a Southern California baby. I mean, you know, I grew up at the beach. I was a runner. I was a swimmer. I was always outside, and I'm very fair-skinned. And so – yeah, it was it was shocking uh, and scary, but also I think it was an op- a moment in my life that I can look back and realize that I chose to believe that it was just going to be like a moment in time mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to define me right. and it wasn't going to stop me from pursuing what I wanted. Um it was just going to be a thing that tested me and made me stronger and that's that is ultimately what that time was you know it was it, it
0: easy for you to get to that mindset or was it did it take time for you to get to a place of strength and really look at it, look at it as a test
2: i think easy is a difficult word to use i guess in that instance but it was it is in my uh, nature to look for the good and be positive. I've always had kind of this, you know, very positive outlook. And so I, you know, I think, I think I reverted back to where I naturally go. Mm -hmm. And so while again, there were, there were like, you know, moments of tears and am I going to die? And you know, all of this scary stuff, but ultimately it was kind of like, well, I'm, if I'm going to answer that question, it's going to be no, right. and you know, and I'm going to use this to fuel me forward. And so, in that sense, yeah, I think that was easy because that's just naturally how mm-hmm. I how I view things and how I approach life.
0: I Love that. Yeah. So you obviously, hopefully, caught it early enough. Yes, I and did. So thankfully. I think again, it's uh, important for everyone to stop and, um, you know, if you have something that looks strange on your skin, a mole that's unusual, go get it checked out.
2: Yeah, I mean health health in general I think is such an imperative thing that we don't um we don't spend enough time on you know focusing on ourselves and I do think that I've had actually a few instances in my life that have kind of made me stop and go okay what's the most important thing recalibrate and you know I mean I I have an ice cream scoop in my lower leg is what I like to call it which is my daily reminder yeah. that you know you know the the kind of the battle that was that was fought and and again just like the perspective that that you know it, it gave me
0: right. So okay, so let's move forward because later on in life you got married you you know you kind of got that under control and then you were kind of hit again with another snag where yes. your husband was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. What kind of cancer?
2: So he had um, stage three colon cancer at 41. Wow. His father had passed away of colon cancer at 59 it was a year into our marriage. I had just taken the job at Drybar. So, um, you know, kind of went through my whole advertising days, was so excited to take on this new challenge, finally go in-house with the brand. And it was so awesome and cool because Cam, who's the creative director of Drybar and one of the founders, also came from the advertising agency. So we kind of did the like hybrid. We had you know the marketing team was basically like half the creative agency in-house and then the marketing team so it was this great blend for me mm-hmm. f- from my experience and and so and, and it meant that we were going to move down to Orange County because that's where Dry Bar is headquartered and then all of a sudden he gets this diagnosis and it was it was another moment where it was like whoa like we are being tested and tried and challenged and you know what does this mean and how how do we respond to it and You know, I have to give my husband so much credit because he really was like, I'm going to be fine. We're going to get through this. You do your thing. Like, keep going. Um, Don't let this be something that you, you know – sacrifice your entire future for type of thing and so what ended up happening was I moved down to Orange County for about six months um, and then my husband stayed up with my parents in Westlake Village and under you know underwent chemo and radiation and that was a really um you know it was a hard time because there was a lot of like guilt that I had around not being there but also again because he was so supportive and just moving forward, it made me also think, okay, well, this isn't, this isn't going to be anything more than just, you know, a blip in our story type of thing. And so again, I I think it goes back to mindset and how imperative it is to have a positive mindset and not let life um, you know, get the best of you, and
0: so is he in remission now.
2: So he's past his five-year mark, Yay. yes, which is like a huge Love milestone. That. Yay! Yeah, it is great. It's funny the doctors are like, you know, you don't have to come in for another two years, and I'm like, no, keep going every six months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, so but he's happy good to hear that. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, so we're gonna move on to kind of the next part of your career. So you were Um, at an agency and you just started decided to make a huge shift and go client side and I understand that dry bar was a dream job
2: for you tell us why yes so I I mean I fell in love with the dry bar experience you and everybody else yes (laughs) you know I think it was like you walked into this place and you just felt happy you know they did such a good job of making all of the little moments so thoughtful. And, um, you know, I'd never had a blowout before in that, in that way. I mean, of course, after you get your hair, like, you know, colored and cut and whatever, but I had just never gone to get it styled. And I thought, this is amazing. I mean, I walk out and I feel like I can take on the world and what a cool feeling it is, you know, to give, to give people that Mm -hmm. every day. And, So I just kind of became this, you know, this brand fan. I followed them on social. I would read every article. You know, I really loved Allie's story. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was so inspiring in so many ways. And, you know, it was kind of the first brand. Or one of the first brands that had the you know the female founder story to it, and it was you know in the early days of this shift and this movement that we've got now, and so I just it resonated so much with me, um, and it also again seemed like so much fun, of like course. what an amazing like a dream job, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I heard you say on another interview that um, when you saw the job opening, you 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 mentioned that you. Really went after it. You emailed Allie a million times. And I want to talk about that for a second because um, this is something Callie and I talk about a lot um, as we try to get people on the podcast. You know, what is that kind of line between Mm -hmm. persistent and stalker? Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) I want to understand from your perspective how, how you see it because, you know, sometimes you can just come across as, you know, plain nuts.
2: Yeah. Well, that's very funny that you say that. I think I think the key to it is to be thoughtful or whimsical in your approach, if you will. I mean, what I did was – so they had this call to action on Instagram, actually, when I think Instagram had just launched, which was basically like – have your friends tell us why you're so great or something. And so I literally, you know, I tagged like all my friends and I was like, post, post. <laughs> you know, tell, tell them why I'm awesome, and, um, and then, and then it was a matter of just going through my network and figuring out who knew someone so that again my resume could at least be seen. We had so I didn't do anything really more than that, and then and then I did email Allie a few times and just say like, hey, you know, I really this is why I love the brand, and I think I would be great. But thankfully, what ended up happening was it really was about my connections. I mm-hmm. mean, going back to like it's all about who you know, you mm-hmm. know, who who were able to kind of make sure that that. Um,
0: so you knew people who knew her that yeah, kind of put in the good word. Yeah,
2: exactly. And the then the from power there, of connections, it's then. so true. It's that so is true. So important. From there, you know, we were able to. To really connect, and I, you know, I kind of knew I had like done enough research on the brand that I knew I was very much within the same like personality and, right. and le- energy level and right. all of the things. But I think that 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 actually speaks to making sure when you are excited about something and you really want it to go the extra mile in figuring out h- how to make sure you're. You know, you get seen because I think so many people will submit their resume or reach out once, uh-huh. and then do nothing and else. Scared, right? Yeah, but so I'll give you a few other examples. Like we had, um, uh, we, I always used to joke that everyone on the marketing team was a stalker because we all did kind of those extra mile things to get the job. We had one gal on my team who sent all of us yellow roses, uh-huh. and with just a little note that was like, you know, I love what you're doing. I'd love to be a part of it, and. It, we, we joked with her when we hired her that we were like, Oh, you're we thought that you were gonna come like hunt us down at our houses but it was so cute and sweet and thoughtful and it made us all stop and go, Huh, if she's willing to do this now, like So the wh-? the extra details matter. I do think the extra details matter. And we had one we had one gal come to the office and was like, Hey, you know, I um I totally respect if this isn't possible, but, like, I'd love to take Brittany to coffee. And it was, like, the, um, it was super bold. <laughs> but, um, did she go? Yeah, but what? I did. I, you know, I was like, was well, like, you know what? Like, she took the time. And I, I mean, I don't know if I would always ha- have been able to do that, but that particular day it worked. And um, so, you know, I think that um, I do think there's a balance. But I think if you can do things in a way that make people think – you're not being over the, you know, over the top in a bad or a weird way. You're just like genuinely showing the level of effort that mm-hmm. you're willing to mm-hmm. put forth. Mm-hmm. It does make you go, oh, yeah, I want this person on my team.
0: Is there is there a, um, an amount that's too many times the <laughs> email? What's the number?
2: Well, okay, I will say I do think that if you don't get a response through email and like, after two times, you should do something else. Like, Try send a, a cute tactic. little care package. Yeah,
0: it's just hard, you know. Now, it used to be you could pick up the phone and catch people, and it's just, yeah. you just don't do that anymore. So you really have to get creative on yeah. how. You know, it's interesting. There's um, there's an account um, that I really wanted and something that I had been working on for a long time. And we pitched it, and unfortunately, we we didn't win. But I had a feeling that there was still a way in. Mm -hmm. I just had this feeling because I felt good about what we had done. And I understood that they decided to take it in-house. So a year passed, and I emailed and um, didn't hear back. And then I emailed again and didn't hear back. So then I went to go listen to Jacqueline Johnson um, speak in an event. She talked about um, seven points of communication, how important that is. That's her whole thing. And so um I had at that point I decided to give up. But then I wrote one more email and I just wrote, I spoke from the heart and I said, just went to listen to Jacqueline Johnson. She said if I'm passionate and I feel good about it, I should just tell you one more time. So here I am, one more time, telling you I'm the right agency for you. And within two days I had an email back. That's awesome. And we're in. Oh, so that's I'm super so great! Excited. Congratulations. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was a big lesson for me. I just needed someone to tell me that. I needed that little yeah. push because I hadn't passed the stalker line yet, right. but I wasn't there yet. Yeah. So I think it's a good lesson for people to hear.
2: Well, and I think too. I mean, I think back about some of the, the pitches that we had back in the day too. And when we won the Barbie account, what what we did was we not only had you know a great a great pitch, but we all dressed in pink like we made really cute t-shirts and then we had care packages that little boxes that we not only left our clients but we left like the doorman right. and the receptionist yep. and you know there were all those it's like at squeeze actually one of our values is little things are big things and you know Drybar was so focused on the customer experience as well and just being thoughtful but it's like it is true it's it's if you can just think about going slightly the extra mile in a thoughtful way that makes people go, Oh, this is different. This is unique.
0: Yeah, make them feel something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Something different. It yeah, really does, you know, go a long way. Yeah. So you um so you obviously went to Dry Bar and had an incredible experience there. You got to work with Allie who, yeah. you know, to so many women is an icon now. Absolutely. So tell us uh, what's her leadership style like and what'd you learn from her? What's the your big takeaway from Allie?
2: Yeah. Um you know my big takeaway from both Michael and Allie because, you know, again, brother and sister, Uh they're entrepreneurs. They have been their entire lives. They grew up in an entrepreneurial household. Their parents owned retail boutiques. So, you know, it's kind of in their blood. And while this is my first entrepreneurial venture, and I can now say I'm an entrepreneur before this, I really always thought I had the entrepreneurial spirit. And I, you know, I understood vision and I could, I could, you know, see the big potential in things, but had never really done something like this from the beginning. And, You know, I think what I took away from my time with Michael and Allie and working so closely with them was just how incredibly thoughtful they were about um, how the customer felt. Mm -hmm. You know, they were so focused on... It's like the business was doing so well in a myriad of ways, but if there was one customer who had a bad experience or had feedback to share, like they took that so personally and so much to heart that you know, it just made all of us better constantly because it was like, okay, yes, we're doing well, but but we can still do better. Mm-hmm. And they just took so much time, and I'm sure they still do today. You know, th- they took time to like respond to customer, mm-hmm. you know, inquiries, or you know, t- in be- in the early days, you know, take a customer to coffee. And I think that sometimes um, it's when you're when you're running a business, and I know this now. You know, ha- having done it and, and starting it, there's like, you know, there's so many competing priorities for your time mm-hmm. and things that you're focused on and worried about. And it can be difficult to stop and just really be present and focus on, you know, the, the guest experience. And so I think what, what they did so well was... You know they took the time to really listen and um and i w- i will say that it's so much a part of me now like i realize right. after the amount of time that i spent with them and you know, the, the level of care that they had, That that's exactly how I approach, um, you know, the squeeze business, too.
0: So you um, helped open over 50 locations with them. You were doing great in your career. <laughs> things were wonderful. Yeah. And then you had a big shift. And something that you mentioned is you like to change things up when everything's going really well. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things that I learned about you because I feel kind of the same way. So yeah. why
2: is that important? Um one of my one of my personal values or like goals for myself is to chase discomfort it's like those two words are um near and dear to my heart and i try and i try and stay true to that i think uh you know i think people stay in jobs too long i think people allow comfort to rule their lives and you know i've just always been fueled by new challenges and kind of the chaos of the unknown. So yeah, it's I mean. Really I, how
0: you level up. It is.
2: It is. It's so true. And I, you know, I had gotten to the point. I spent four years at Dry Bar. I opened, you know, I opened over 50 shops. I launched the, helped launch a product line into Sephora, Ulta, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's as well as international expansion into France, oh Canada, Mexico, wow. and Spain. It was amazing. And wow. Australia, it was amazing. I mean, it was such a cool time and got to build the team and all the processes and the protocols and, you know, also like onboard a ton of franchisees. It was so. Did you leave? because you wanted to start your own thing was that the reason for leaving? No, so basically, I, you know, I believe that Drybar has a long trajectory ahead of itself obviously, but I felt like I had done kind of what I what I came there to do. Mm-hmm. Um and f- wanted I just got the itch to get back into building mode, mm-hmm. again like the entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. in me. I really like I really like the building mode. And so part of me thought, you know what, I'm just I want to go find like the next dry bar and apply what I've learned here to there and and get in, you know, again at the ground level. It's just it's just kind of my like you know where I thrive mm-hmm. and kind of where that my you energy the challenge again. yeah okay so I went to Michael and Allie and I and I told them that you know I was like listen I'm just giving you the heads up that I'm ready to move on I don't know really what I want to do but I want to give you the the time and the space t- so that we can figure this out and I'll help you you know transition someone on and whatever and give you give you enough time but like I'm out you know I'm, right. I'm interested in in pursuing new things and Michael very kindly was like well, first of all, you know, I would really love for you not to leave. And, but I understand that, you know, you're ready to kind of move on. And, you know, if you remember, like, we've always kind of had this other idea in the back of, their, uh, of our minds, but we've, we don't have the bandwidth to get it off the ground. And so he's like, I would really love for you to consider, oh my gosh. you know, kind of taking this challenge on. And that's what and, I call
0: a power move. You went from like quitting to becoming a <laughs> partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, You know, and it was really, it was, Neat, and I can say that they really have had this idea for years. We used to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, and what what happened was, I was I was so honored and humbled, and you know, kind of shocked that he that he had brought that up. That I, like you didn't expect that, no, at all. No, I mean, Squeeze wasn't really on my radar at that time because, again, we talked about it so often, but. Did they, already have, recently. did
0: they already have the name squeeze? Yeah. And oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the concept was kind of brewing. Yeah. And, and they Mike, just wanted someone who was a powerhouse like you to kind of lead it. Yes. You had the experience now. Exactly. Um, was, how smart. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, I, I mean, them. Michael, Michael was an avid um, massage goer. He had been a yeah. member of a of a different massage <laughs> um, company for mm-hmm. a long time and was very frustrated with the experience, and so had always had in his mind you know thought that it was very similar to dry bar you know there was two bad options on each end of the spectrum the low-end discount chains that were affordable but offered a subpar experience and on the other end the high-end there were the high-end you know spas and hotels totally unaffordable and there wasn't anything great that brought in that luxury Experience at a at a, at an affordable price point. So that's really you know where the idea came from and there
0: really I, was There really is a hole in the market. Yeah, so
2: I think you guys have really found
0: an incredible little niche there to kind of fill So thank you.
2: Yeah, thank Well, thank you Um. It, yeah, it's been really neat the whole process of you know starting something from scratch was new to me and um, again, you know, I kind of was after I took – I took a little bit of time, actually, because I was like, wow, this is a huge opportunity. I had so much respect and, and love for them as people and wanted them to be in my life forever. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was going to pursue this, I was really going to do it. And right. my husband would tell you that I that I knew from the second, you know, he told me that I was <laughs> going to say yes, but yeah. I took a little bit of time. I you. kind of explored other opportunities because the last thing I wanted to do was get three months in and be like, ah, oh, just kidding. This is really hard. Right. I want to take the bigger paycheck down right. the road. Right. So um, – yeah, but so obviously – it's
0: definitely a risk, you know. Yeah. I mean, starting your own business. Even even with people that have been successful in the past, it's not guaranteed.
2: Yeah. Are but they you know- very
0: involved still?
2: You know they're um they're my advisors they're my business partners and my advisors they're definitely not in the day to day um but you can you know, call them at any time exactly, if you have a question exactly and they were very involved in the in the creation of the brand and the experience I mean again this is really Michael's idea It came so much from his personal experiences and you know so he really crafted the you know the the concept but otherwise you know it's uh, it's a good mix of having them you know available but. Allowing for, you know, my team to really manage the day-to-day and continue to grow and lead a new business.
0: Okay, so I'm going to jump right into um, my experience at Squeeze. So first of all, um, I'm a creative director, so I'm a design junkie. Um, anything that's beautiful, anything that's thoughtful, attention to detail is my jam. So when I walked into your place, when I walked into Squeeze, I... Um, I can honestly tell you that I was in heaven. Um, It was just again, you guys, you you did a really nice job of recreating that kind of magic that Drybar did. Um, The attention to detail is, you know, just off the hook. I mean, just everything. And you know, I'm going to go into some of that. But the first part of the experience, which was um, so great, was I downloaded the app, which was obviously really simple. And the fact that I could just customize all these things, and then I understood that it was all going to be saved. So if I come back, I don't have to like go through it all again. Right. Because I think you guys touched on a really interesting insight. And being in advertising, I understand how important insights are. And that's that people don't, like when you go get a massage, you don't really. Want to deal with people? You're just kind of like in a different mindset. Mm -hmm. You want to be kind of left alone, yeah. And so I think the fact that you guys tapped into that and made it this process where you can just customize things, where you can pick whether you want a male or female therapist, oil or lotion, if you want your bed heated or not. You know, you get to choose the kind of music that you like. Um, You know, if you have a therapist that you like, you can flag them. Um, And the best part about it was that at the end of the massage, I didn't have to. Go and talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I could just like walk out. I was like, really? I don't have to talk to anybody. (laughs) Because, you know, you're right. When you're done, you just you're not in the mood. You're tired, you're groggy, your face is all kind of crinkled up, and you just want to like, you know, float out of there, which is a a line that you have on your wall, and we'll talk about in a second. Um, but wow, you just like hit the nail on the head with that one. And then you can, you know, it's paid for kind of like Uber, I think, you know. When I think about taking a taxi now, it like gives me a right. like a pit in my stomach. Because with Uber, I don't have to deal with the transaction and the money and pulling out my credit card. And so you guys have obviously tapped into that wonderfulness. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. So that is fantastic. Um, and now I want to talk a little bit about the, the detail. Because um, for those of you out there who care about the detail as much as I um, do, um, little things, and it's it was it was interesting because I like was I started to obsess over the details and started <laughs> to look for them, and every time like I looked, there was like another like it was like surprise and delight every like inch, so it was wow. awesome. So Music
2: to our ears,
0: I mean, but you know, some people don't care about that, but I mean, everybody I know does. So I think it's very specific for a kind of person who has an appreciation, but it it really enhances the experience, you know. Um, so little things like um, just the design of the space, the bright blue, the typography on the walls, the fun sayings that you have, um, you know, hand lettered on the walls. They're inspiring, they make you happy, they make you smile. The logo, um, the lighting, the shapes of the rooms. There was a little cubby where, that held your stuff. There was a charger for my iPhone. Um, I love that. Oh, one of my favorite things was there was a little button I could push, a little ready button. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, like, because it's always, like, awkward. Like, you're rushing to get your clothes off, you know, because you don't want them to walk in while you're <laughs> exactly. naked, right? So there's a little button you push, so it tells your therapist um, when you're ready. You know, also got to pick the scent that I wanted in there. So that was also nice. The furniture, oh, there was a scent station also. Like, Mm -hmm. when I walked in, there was like three, or how many did you have? There's four. Four. There's four, like, cubbies where you can kind of open this door and, like, pick the scent you want in your room. But it just, like, it's like sensory overload in such a good way. Like, so, so good. Like, every part of me was happy there. So I think you guys have done an incredible job. I'm super excited. I have one complaint. Yes. One. And I like to be honest. Yeah. I need one on the west side. So, um, yeah. So we got to figure out when you're opening over here. Noted. Noted. I can definitely. That's that's one we can definitely take on. Okay, good. Because you guys would do amazing. I mean, I think this area is begging but tell us about your expansion plans like what are what are the plans to expand thank
2: you well first of all I feel like I need to hire you that's
0: amazing <laughs> well, <laughs> overview I have to tell you look I don't it's it's a it's a hard balance for me to do this podcast because I never want anyone to feel like this is a giant ad yeah it's not you're not paying me to be here yeah first of all I feel honored that you're taking the time to sit with me but if I believe in something, I mean, I just, I don't know, it just like resonated with my soul when I mm-hmm. walked in there. And I really want people to feel what I felt that day. And I believe in you. And I Thank just, you. as soon as I went there, I was like, yes, this woman has got uh, something
2: good going on. That's amazing to hear. I really appreciate that. You know, I feel like you saying that brings up one thing that has been probably the most impactful and rewarding part of this entire process for me, which is creating the culture that exists at Squeeze. Um, you know, we, we obviously came at this business from the consumer side. We're all avid massage goers and felt like all the little things that you just described were missing from the experience. And so, you know, we created it to, to enjoy and felt like other people would, would as well. But, you know, this is a one-to-one business. You can't have a ton of guests without a, a ton of therapists. And so we put so much time and thought into creating our, that our company values, our culture, the way that we wanted to interact with our team and have them interact with each other, and um, you know, I think that feeling that you got does come so much from the design, but it also comes from the people who believe in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will say that this has become like so much of my my core and mission, I think, as we grow this business and and part of our our growth plans is to franchise the business and Mm -hmm. and scale it nationally through selecting, you know, great operating partners. And part of that decision making is going to be identifying people who understand the value of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk about the fact that, yes, we're in the service industry, but we're not really. We're in the people industry. Mm -hmm. You know, our people are our product. And, you have to have a level of understanding how imperative that is to inspire and, you know, connect with your team in a way where they feel valued mm-hmm. and like people, mm-hmm. not just, you know, employees so who are just, getting a so, job done. So it's
0: not just your customer. You feel the same way about your employees as well.
2: Very much so. You know, I think that I think that our experience starts with our team. And um, and so we've just taken so much time to be intentional about how we treat them and the tools that we give them to be successful at their job. And, you know, certainly the app itself is is a new thing for the therapists as, as well to have that information at they their must disposal. Love it. They do. And, you know, one of the cool things that I didn't even realize um, as we were creating the business, again, we created the rating and review system mm-hmm. similar to mm-hmm. Uber and Postmates to, you Know to obviously make sure that we had customer feedback immediately and we could pivot where we needed to. And, um, what's been so cool to hear from our therapists is you know they've never had a, a place that they they got immediate direct feedback from, so, right. so they you know, know like, how to be better
0: or yes, do better. Yes,
2: I mean, we, I'm so it's also
0: scary though to open it up to reviews sometimes for a business,
2: totally. But I also think that it, it, it it levels everyone up, right? Mm. I mean, there's an accountability factor yeah. that you know. But it's brave you know, that because,
0: you know, you could get one disgruntled person who just had a bad day and…
2: Yeah, and I think that's an, inevitable and we know that and, you know, we're going to take care of, you know, those people the best that we can and we can't make everybody happy all the time, but… But you strive to always make it better and that's the difference. Exactly, right. exactly. And, um, yeah, and so it's been neat for them because, uh, you know, I think they all really realize how valuable… the value valuable work they're doing on a daily basis to help heal people. You know, that's neat. I mean, it's been so, so cool.
0: Well, it was definitely a next level experience. So thank you. I can't wait till you open one clear. (laughs) I, I can't wait till you open one near here. All right. So you're
2: calling this the feel good revolution. Yes. I love that. Yes. Tell me, is that your mission? It is our mission. You know, I think at the end of the day, people want to feel like they're a part of something bigger than what they're actually doing on a day-to-day basis you know the the power of massage is that we are making people feel good and that is amazing in and of itself but we're creating a bigger mission behind changing people's lives mind body and soul for the better and one of the ways that we're doing that uh in the beginning is we've partnered you know, from the outset with a philanthropy called Canine Companions for Independence. For every membership that we sell at Squeeze, we're helping to provide a day of canine support to a person, child, or veteran um, with physical disabilities. And, you know, again, I think that even I partnering... partner's the tie to
0: that. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Really, really nice. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and, and again it was kinda it, it kind of went back to okay, if we're gonna do this, like how can we do this in the most thoughtful way and make it f- you know, feel bigger than just our four walls. And and that's one of the ways. I do believe that we're going to do more and I think there's going to be bigger ways that we we live this mission and vision, but you know, for now that's one example and and then also I think the way that we're just operating the business on a daily basis and allowing our team to support each other. There's a lot of ways that we do that uh, internally that that has been a neat thing I think to just see the team interact positively.
0: Perfect. Um, I have one last question, and then I'm going to hand it over to Diana. Um, on your email signature, mm-hmm. again, attention to detail. I yeah. notice everything. It's um, you sign off, big squeeze, yeah. Brittany. Does that mean you're giving people a hug, or that you're the top, like the top person in the company,
2: or oh, both? That's, that's funny. No, definitely a hug.
0: <laughs> I kind of like. I kind of thought it meant you were like the CEO. Oh, like, that's you're funny. The big squeeze.
2: Oh. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I d- no, that definitely wasn't the intention. The intention was oh, like, Oh, but it works you know, on both levels. Oh, I've thank you. Yeah. Very, very cute. No, the intention is definitely like a warm, you know, a warm embrace type oh, of thing.
0: Very, very sweet and
2: very cute. Thank you.
0: Um, okay, so I think that's done for me. Diana has a few questions, and she's going to do our little rapid fire questions, um, right. which are going to be quick. Um, But I just want to thank you for being here today and being so inspiring. And um, thank you again for creating um, a space that is so, so needed. I can't wait for everyone to try. I can't wait to watch you expand. And I really appreciate your time here today. Ah, Absolutely. I'm
2: I'm so honored. So thank you. And you're welcome.
1: Okay, let's dive into some rapid fire questions. All
2: right. So what does success mean to you? The ability to give back whenever and however I want.
1: That's great. (laughs) If you could switch careers what would you do?
2: I would love to be a motivational speaker.
1: Oh wow. Maybe that's in the cards. Maybe. (laughs) What advice would you give to your younger self?
2: Don't let perfection get in the way of progress. I think sometimes we limit ourselves in that way. Ability to move forward and keep going is so much more important than having it right. Every single time, I love that advice.
1: Yeah, I think I work. I struggle with that. Too. Everybody As a does perfectionist and wanting it to be absolutely perfect before yeah. I put it out. But it's like sometimes you just gotta move on.
2: Yeah, Michael actually gave me that advice at Dry Bar, and I like I hear him say it in the back of my head all the time.
1: <laughs> uh, what do you think your greatest strength is?
2: I love people. I, you know, I I think that we live in a world where we have the opportunity to make people you know, better having encountered us and I, you know, I really value that and so, you know, for me it's like I, I, th- I actually view life as like if when I look back on it what decisions and am I going to be happy I, I made and, and what are the ones that I'm going to wish I didn't and the idea behind Squeeze being a feel-good company came from my Angelo's quote people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget the way you made them feel Um, you know, and I think that ultimately that's what you know that's that's a strength of mine
1: (laughs) I think that's so true um any hobbies I love
2: to cook I love to entertain um I love working out I love being outdoors
1: nice I love all those things too (laughs) um obviously Allie had a huge influence on you but are there any other female role models or mentors uh in your career so far that you look up to
2: Yes. um, Anne-Marie Neal is the CMO of RAP right now. She was the first female boss that I had. And honestly, I give so much credit to her for where I am today because she she was championing women when that wasn't cool yet. And, you know, she let me fail. She inspired me. She motivated me. She pushed me in ways that I hadn't been pushed before. And, um, I think she made me realize that I could do a lot more than I thought I could, and um, and she does that for every woman in her life. She's amazing. Uh, she's become a really dear friend of mine, so she's been she's been incredible to me. Do you know her?
0: I don't, but
1: I'd love to. Be yeah, introduced. no, I
2: feel like I feel like you should know her. Please. She's incredible.
1: Um, what would you say if you had to pick one thing best part of working in the massage industry the massages right <laughs> <laughs> answer I take
2: advantage of that for sure <laughs>
0: How often do you get a massage
2: um, at least once a week although it's, it's funny because I've been driving more so like I had one yesterday and I'm getting one today but I but I I am a paying customer i I have a pay, I have a membership I pay every single month and you know I feel like I'm not at the point where I can fully take advantage yet mm-hmm.
1: so. <laughs> So, uh, can you share what is an app or book that has provided you with great value? Mm. I
2: use the Headspace app every I morning. Love that one. Yeah, I meditate, which I love. Obviously, the Squeeze app, but mm-hmm. um, no, Headspace I use every morning. I think it's great. Yeah, How it's long an do you do one. it for? Um, like I, it minutes? kind of varies. I do it between like five and 20 minutes. Okay. So like this morning, I did five minutes. Sometimes I do 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll do it throughout the day too, but I try and do it consistently every single
1: morning. Um, what is some actionable advice you can give those listening that want to start their own business?
2: Um, well, I think that I read a quote recently that says everything you want out of life is on the other side of consistency. I'm a big believer in daily habits and choosing uh, you know, healthy outlets to fuel your, your mind and your body. I always say, you know, working out or sweating, it's great for the body, better for the mind. I think also, um, just going for it is incredibly important. You know, you're not going to know every single answer and that's okay. Um, probably lastly would be give yourself space to make mistakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question. I know you guys are planning on franchising squeeze yes. and, um, I don't live up in LA. I live down in Orange County. So I want to know if you can share any plans to come down there? Because I am your target client, and I can't wait to try it out. I'm currently, you know, the one dealing with all the pain points <laughs> you guys have fixed. I'm a monthly massage goer. Awesome. So, any plans to expand down to Orange County in the next year?
2: Well, you know, Michael and Sarah, half of half of the Squeeze founding team, live in Orange County. So don't worry. So they That's want to It's good. a definite. Yes, good, it's good. a definite eventual market. So now we market.
0: have a request for <laughs> Westside Orange County. Yeah, yes. you're already in demand. <laughs>
2: Well, as of the time that we're recording this, we're a few days away from filing our FDD and then starting to sell. Um, so hopefully by the time this actually Yay. airs, we'll be in the process of that. California does make it a little bit more difficult from a registration standpoint. So it might be, you know, a little a little bit more of a ways off, but it's definitely on the radar.
1: Nice. For sure. That's so exciting.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are done. So thank you, Brittany and Diana, for being here today.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think
0: that's a wrap.
2: Awesome. Thank you.